listening to Hope Alive, your number one online Christian radio station. Exactly 15 minutes before 7 and that was Sounds of We Will Worship featuring Kaeli Chemazia with Mlondolozi ushering us perfectly into uh, our daily motivation segment and I am happy to let you know, or rather happy to announce, that Usis Lulama is finally joining us on the line. It has been a long time. Good morning, Sis Lulama. How are you doing this morning? Good Good morning. I'm fine, thanks. How are you? I am good. I'm really, really good. I'm excited that you are back. We really missed hearing your voice. (laughs) I'm excited. Yeah. I miss you guys so much. We miss we miss you too, man. We miss you too. But hey, um, who's more excited than hearing? You, who is more excited to hear your voice than myself? It is our listeners, and that's because we know that God is about to speak through you, and we simply cannot wait to hear what God has to say. Over to you, Sis Lulam. Okay, then. Thanks, Lou. So I greet all the listeners today in the wonderful name of my Lord Jesus Christ, and I do pray that you will be blessed by this word. Um, well, my message today, I want to start it off by reading a scripture from Psalm 111, Psalm 111, verse 10. And it says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do his commandments, and his praise endures forever. I want to start off by telling a story. And the story is, um, it's got a title that says, Are You in a Hole? It fell into a disused manhole. As hard as he tried, he could not find a way out. And beyond help, he began to call out loudly for someone to come to his rescue. Eventually, a doctor came that way. The doctor saw the man stuck in the hole, wrote a prescription, dropped it into the trapped man and went on his way. Sometime later, a priest also heard his cries for help, wrote a prayer on a slip of notepaper and dropped it into the hole. But then a homeless man arrived at the manhole. He assessed the situation and he jumped down, joining the man in the hole. The man that was trapped in the hole says, what a stupid thing to do. Now we're both trapped down here. Not so, you know, the homeless man replies. He says, no, no, that's not true. I've been here before, and I know the way out. You know, as we read the story, it it might in the beginning sound like much like the parable of the Good Samaritan, but the difference here is that this story is not about doing good or about human kindness or Ubuntu, but rather it is about the human condition. It is about the way we choose to think or react or feel. The story is about, it's about that and, and what Christ has done about it. For most of us, we all are, or at some point in our lives, we were in one way or in another in a hole. And at times, this hole was of our own making. At other times, people are on, we, we in this hole due to circumstances or conditions beyond you know, our control. And this is when we feel all alone or detached from the world or the people around us. And we feel like we are stuck, you know, in a helpless place. And no matter what we're trying to do, no matter what help we seek, it doesn't seem to help get us out of this dark and lonely hole. And in the story, we hear that 
a doctor came through with a prescription, later a priest with a prayer. But it was only the homeless man who actually had the solution of getting the men out. That message here is that that homeless man was Jesus. It was Jesus who's been in the human condition himself, in that hole, and he knows the way out. The chapman says to the homeless man when he jumps in and joins him in the hole, what a stupid thing for you to do, for you to jump in here and now we're both stuck here together. And I think that when we come to the end of our lives and we get to see what Jesus really left behind in heaven, you know, for us, the riches of heaven, you know, the abundance, the peace, the joy, the love that he left there to come down here and dwell among men, we would really be shocked and amazed. I think some people will even utter the words of this trapped man and say, wow, you really left all of that, you know, to come here to this earth for me? Even if we, you know, now while alive, if in, in one way or another, God had to just show us the real heaven, not what we see in movies. But I think if we really had to come, you know, to know what heaven was really like, some people would even say, wow, Jesus, that was stupid of you. Did you really just leave such a perfect heaven for this evil and for this imperfect world? But what people don't understand is that that's the whole point. That is how much he loves us. And that is that he was willing to leave such a peaceful and an all-loving, perfect, abundant, wealthy home to come down here to save us, to show us the way and to give us life and a life in abundance. Usually, when we, when we talk about holes or pits, we, we're talking about, you know, when we talk about a person being stuck in a hole or being stuck in a pit, we're talking about a discouraged person. You know, we talk about a depressed, a depressed person. And the, the definition of a hole is that it's a hollow place in a solid body or a surface that needs to be filled because someone or something is no longer there. In other words, we are talking about a void that needs to be filled. I've heard someone say that when, you know, just like when you're playing or trying to put together a puzzle, you can't put the wrong piece in the wrong place. Otherwise, the puzzle will be incomplete. And it's like that with all of us. You know, they say that in each one of us, there is a God-shaped void in our hearts. And just like a puzzle, you cannot fill that God void, that God-shaped void with something else. You know, because we are all spiritual beings, born of the Father, our Creator, we have this void inside of us, and some of us find it and fill it sooner than others. While it can take others their entire life to ever begin to fill it. And no matter how you try to fill that God-missing peace, there's just no relief. That hole or that void can only be filled, <clears throat> excuse me, by a God-shaped peace. So what am I saying? That only God can fill the emptiness and that void, and that if we try to put anything else in it, it won't fit, meaning it won't fill the need that we have inside of our hearts. Only God can bring us to true peace and joy, a God and a Father that we get to know through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In the book of John, Jesus says that he is the way, that he is the truth and the life. And that no one can come to the Father except through him. And in chapter 7 of the same book, he says that if anyone is thirsty, come and drink. Because he is a God who cares about our needs, 
our problems and our burdens. In the book of Matthew, Jesus says, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and I am humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We are even told, we are even taught to cast our burdens unto the Lord, and he will take care of us. You know, most of us, unfortunately, go through life entirely in our own strength. These scriptures come to me, all of you are weary and burdened. Um, you know, cast your burdens upon the Lord. These are, these are open invitations by Jesus that if you're tired and struggling, he will give you rest. But unfortunately, we go through life entirely in our own strength. We don't draw strength and, the, and, and, and power of the Holy Spirit. And as a result, we burn ourselves out and we end up exhausted because we rely on our own strength and because we rely on our, on our, on our own efforts. Life can get very hard and we carry the weight of our world upon our shoulders. I read somewhere that God is looking to add his super to our natural so that he can produce his supernaturalness you know, in our lives. And it is when we are in him that we truly find rest. After all, he did say that many are the trials and tribulations on this earth and that in this world we will go through problems and we will suffer, but that we shouldn't worry because he has already overpowered the world. He has already conquered this world. So in him we have rest. My opening scripture, Psalm 111 verse 10, it says that of all wisdom is the fear of the Lord. To fear the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. What is the fear of the Lord? It is not a fearful dread or a terror. Rather, you know, it's, it's the utmost respect for him and the fear of displeasing him. Often, though, we are afraid of the wrong things in life. And we're not, not the right things, or rather maybe not the right one. Many people do not give God the reverence that he is worthy of. Yet, we are taught that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all, of all wisdom. We should seek God, not only for our comfort, but for who he is. We need him in our lives and we need to start seeking him and wanting him, you know, getting to know who he is so that we can live the lives that we are, that we are chasing after. He said in his word that he didn't give us a spirit of fear and has given us one of courage. So then we shouldn't fear nothing else. We shouldn't fear anything. Only him, having utmost respect and reverence for him. And like David, we will also get to testify that he got us out of the pit. In Psalm 40, verse 2, David says that God rescued him out of that dark and miry pit of despair. Therefore, my encouragement today is, let's confess our sins to him. Let us repent. And by repenting, we mean a complete turnaround of our, of our lives and of the things that we are doing that are bringing us into this dark and lonely place. Let us repent and let us rest in him, seeking him 
looking for him, praying to him, and then just resting in him. Not only will things get easier as you learn how to cruise through this life, even with your problems. Because now remember, Jesus doesn't, pro doesn't promise us a problem-free life. It doesn't mean that just because you're in God, now life is going to be problem-free. But when you are with him and when you are in him, you are able to go through life with your problems and all, but with peace and with a joy in your heart. And, you know, as you rest in him, not only do things get easier, but you will see his miraculous and his supernatural power working in you. And God bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sister Lulama. We really do appreciate you coming through. And we cannot wait to hear what God has to say through you again tomorrow, same time, same place. Yes? Thank you so much, Lou. Thank you. Do enjoy the rest I of I cannot you. wait either. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. We love having you here. It, it was so much better when you were able to make it to studio in person, you know? We, we felt know. it. We <laughs> felt the message in our blood. But thank you so much, and we will chat to you tomorrow. Do enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day, too. Thank you. It's a minute before 7. You are listening to Hope Alive, streaming live from Hope Restoration Ministries, Kempton Park, South Africa. Thank you.